Hey there, fellow pickers. My name is Mike Craft, and I'm coming to you from the redwoods of Northern California. Hi, everybody. My name is Carl Mandrilli, coming to you from Castle Rock, Colorado. What's going on, buddy? It's good to be back with you again. Back for another episode, better than ever. That's right. Just you and me this time again. So, are you bringing it? Are you ready? I'm always bringing it, brother. Just because we don't have guests doesn't mean that our listeners don't like seeing our two faces. Uh, or or more more likely, <laughs> listening to our two faces. Uh, well, I don't think there's a lot <laughs> of people seeing audio- us on YouTube yet, but that's okay. Hey, it's growing. It's getting up there. Come on. We're up okay. to 53, man. We're big time now. That, for, uh, for YouTube, that is big time for sure. <laughs> for sure. So I was at the grocery store today, and I was shopping for some backpacking food and we my son and i were there and noticed a uh, cart like not one of the grocery carts but like a, you know like a a stocking cart going by that had all this like broken cardboard and just like yeah. a pile of bubble wrap just kind of Ooh. scooching on by would you have said anything i would have grabbed the bubble wrap for sure okay so that's, you, that's you cool. wouldn't have said anything you just like yanked it off of the cart away from the ladies that were pushing it no 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 no. i would have yeah. asked them i said hey you know what are you doing with that do you mind if i have it or that would be a good opportunity well they probably have one of those compactors in the back but that might be a good opportunity to be like go look at that recycle bin see what they look like back there right what kind of a, it was a grocery store you yeah. said that so they don't typically I, like usually the stuff that they're stocking the food doesn't have the wrap i think it's the extra accessories, you know, like all the, the hard goods, right? Like the plates mm. and we have like a really big store that has all sorts of extra things, yeah. you know, like the utensils and I don't know, whatever. So I'm guessing that's what yeah. that was from. But yeah, I stopped him and I was like, are you throwing that away? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have that please? <laughs> yeah. So you got a bunch of bu- extra bubble wrap. How much was it? A lot or just um, a little bit? Yeah, it was like, I don't know if you like shove it in a grocery cart, probably take up like a quarter of the cart. So a decent okay. amount. Okay, that's yeah. a decent amount. It's, yeah. it's just right there. It's free. So, yeah, I didn't. I was like, I was like, am I weird for doing this, or would Mike do this too? Oh yeah, I definitely would do that, especially okay. the bubble wrap. What I would avoid is the the uh, air peanuts. You know, the big ones, mm-hmm. the big air peanuts. Right. Those I'm getting way too many of. I love using them because they take up a lot of space and they make your product really secure. Mm-hmm. But man, I just don't have the room anymore. I actually used to use those. I don't use those anymore because I think they're like a guaranteed mess at this point. What What do you mean? The big packing peanuts? Yeah. Like if I'm going to pack anything with those or if I'm going to, you know, uh-huh. get anything out with those, they are going everywhere. No matter how careful I am, they're just going everywhere. No, 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 no. The big air peanuts. Not the not the little tiny styrofoam peanuts, but the big air pocket peanuts or air, air pillows. Maybe that's what they're called. I don't know. If oh, you guys yeah. know what the official name is for it let us know what it is i they might be called air pillows do you know what i'm talking about the big yeah that's not packing peanuts they're very very different things rookie mistake number one is know your packing material my friend especially if you're hosting a podcast know your verbiage (laughs) yeah i just got confused come on give me a break yeah i'll do the air pillows of course yeah those are easy yeah they they take up a ton of room though don't they or where do you have yours where do you stash yours yeah, I guess, I mean, I've got like a storage area. I don't, it sounds like you have more than I do. I try to use it as fast as possible because they do take up a lot of space. You're right about that. But I don't have a ton. I've got like, I don't know, a box full. That's not too much. Mm. So No, it's not too much yeah. at all. Yeah, anyway. So we got, okay, so we got rookie mistakes that resellers might make. I think we're hitting a lot of different categories with this one. I'm excited what you have on your list. And 
I don't know, does it feel weird to come up with rookie mistakes when you're still kind of a rookie? No, it's perfect because I'm <laughs> deep into this knowledge right now. I'm learning all this stuff. Right. Got it all going on. Right. Yeah. And what I like about like the way we're going to talk about this is that people that have been doing this for a while or people that have, you know, they're the veterans. Yeah. They're, they're kind of checking. They're like, am I making any of these mistakes? Am I, you know, <laughs> kind of like when you're learning so. something, uh, you try to pick up, you know, tips and tricks. And even if you're already a veteran, there's always mm. new things to learn. So, or you might disagree with us, right? Yeah, I hope so. You know what really bothers me is when the veterans, when they're like, when they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're making those mistakes. But you know what? I guarantee you that they made those mistakes when they were mm. first starting out too. It's like, don't you remember when you first started? It's like, give people a break, bring them yeah. up, show them what's going on, you know, kind of educate them. Yeah. I feel like people are less gracious in that area because there's so much information out there. It feels like if you just kind of poke around a little bit, you can learn a lot fast, but some sure. people don't poke around. They just, they kind of dive right into something. And so they're not getting that information up front. So I have to be reminded about that too. Even in, you know, like in the, in the hiking world where people will go out with, you know, jean jackets and jeans on, and you're like, it's everywhere to not do that. Like you mm -hmm. don't do that because if you're going to go for a long hike, it's just dangerous. And you know, it's heavy, the water, the, you know, genes absorb the water and it can, you know, cause hypothermia, all sorts of stuff. But people constantly make that mistake because they're not always digging around doing research ahead of time. So, so did we just turn this into a backpacking podcast? I, I, I used an analogy. So <laughs> yeah, nice. I can, right. I can tie it back. It's about learning as you go. So at least if they're listening to this podcast, they're going to be, you know, they're, they're actually doing some research yep. potentially, potentially. Yep, so exactly. we'll see if we got some good ones for you. I don't like how it's so saturated. You know, there's so much information out there. You got to sift through. Gosh, when I try to look something up on YouTube, it's like I got to sift through all kinds of videos to find the information that I'm looking for. It's just right. it's so saturated out there. It's crazy. Yeah. And there's some videos that actually have good information, but it takes a while to get to it in the video. And you're just like, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like what we're doing right now, actually. <laughs> we haven't gotten to our <laughs> list yet. So let's go, man. Let's do right. this. What's list number one. Yeah. What you got? Number one is near and dear to my heart because you all know that I've struggled with this one myself. And it is shipping. Shipping costs, shipping sizes, shipping weights. It's super important to get those down right. Mm. So what's the mistake? What's the rookie mistake people are making? The rookie mistake that I made personally was I underestimated the shipping weight. And as you know, if it goes anything over one pound, it jumps up significantly. I think it's like two, four, six, eight ounces. And then anything over one pound goes up significantly. Mm -hmm. So like if I, if I underrated that thing by a pound or a pound and a half, you know, that's, that's eight, nine bucks that yeah. I, uh, that I've lost out in my listing. And that was when I was doing free shipping, the way that I've, uh, gotten away from that is I just don't do free shipping anymore. I do all calculated shipping. Okay. I do a pretty good estimate on what the weight's going to be and then put it in there and maybe add a few ounces on top of that too. And okay. then, uh, the shipping size is the same way. And I, Jen just started listing things too. I was teaching her this last week. And weekend. Jen is Mike's wife. Just FYI. J Jen's my wife. Yep. She's, uh, she's actually the, the pickers podcast newest employee. And, mm. I didn't cover that in the beginning, but she's officially started uh, selling on eBay. Okay. She's going to start sourcing for us too, or sourcing for our store. Cool. But when I was teaching her how to list, she 
grabbed one of the boxes or one of the items and she's measuring it out and she just measured like an inch or two on each side and it was a smaller item i'm like honey you got to you got to think about the box that you're going to put it in and put that measurement in there right and she's like oh it's just an inch or two and i'm and i'm thinking to myself so i said are there any boxes in our supply right now that you think are that size? And right. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta know what you have in your inventory for supplies and make sure you make an educated, uh, educated dimensions on that and your weight. So, okay. So it sounds like you were scolding your wife about not measuring boxes. Correctly no, I was not and... scolding her. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Measure correctly. What are our no. boxes in our inventory? Learn. I'm just kidding. I'm very, <laughs> very uh, intentional about the way that I word things because I want her to enjoy this process. Yeah. I don't want it to be overwhelming and for her to be like, oh my God, I don't want to do this right. You know, before she even gets started. Well, I got to say that I'm on team Jen on this one because honestly, if I have to go either think about or go like investigate the boxes in my inventory every mm -hmm. single time I list something, do I have a box that fits this? Is it an inch or two bigger? Then, oh my gosh, that's going to take stinking forever. So, well, I, what do I, you do? Like, I just assume I've got a box somewhere in the same size. I just assume my weight's close. I don't mind if I'm a pound or two off if it's like a heavier item. And then mm -hmm. I just look at the shipping options and I just pick a cheaper one. So, if, if you know the priority mail is too expensive, usually there's like a FedEx home delivery or something. And they're all kind of in the same range in terms of when they get there. Yeah. And so I, I just kind of look at the best option there and I haven't had anybody challenge me on that where they're like, you said, you said priority mail and it came FedEx and it came a day later. Like it's typically, right. I think people just expect it to be within like a, you know, a week time frame. If it gets there, it gets there. So hmm. that's, that's my solution, but I've been doing this for a while. So I get, you want to make sure you're on point early on. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to because I've actually I've lost a lot of money yeah. on doing not calculating. The and full disclosure, right? I, like we already mentioned, you're in California, I'm in Colorado, so shipping is very different. I'm very centrally located, oh, sure. so it's easier for me to kind of generally guess how much it's going to cost. Whereas you are in you know on one side of the U.S. and so the cost mm -hmm. might be quite a bit different. Yeah, sure is. Solution, but move that's to Colorado. <laughs> move to Colorado, move to central, central United States. That's right. But that's, I think that I really picked that one because I think that's the main one that people get hung up on in the beginning, right? It's the hardest one to think about mm -hmm. the USPS mail service. It has so many options, so many different boxes, flat rate, zone one, zone two. It, it's just overwhelming. And so I think really honing in on those shipping, that is the number one thing that I think is the most common mistakes and also something that we need to dial in when we right. first get started. And and kind of along the lines of what Mike's saying too, in terms of rookie mistake that I made back in the day was it took me a lot longer than you would think for me to buy a scale. Like it seems like that's one of the first things oh. you'd want to get, but because scales mm -hmm. were like, I don't know, 35 bucks and kind of similar to Mike, I wasn't making a lot of money early on on each of my sales. I was like, I don't want to spend all my profit on a scale. <laughs> yeah. And so I was, yeah, just do it. If you plan on doing this for a long time, it's worth it. Just do it. So that's kind of, yep. that's kind of one B to Mike's one a, so to speak. Get the scale, get the all scale. Right. What you got? All right. Um, rookie mistake, becoming a chatty Kathy when you're sourcing in a time sensitive area. <laughs> is uh, that directed at me directly at me no. what are you talking about are you talking about for, from last summer's garage sale extravaganza 
Yeah, because no. you know that I sit there and like to talk, and you're like, go, 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 go. You did great, man. Like, I've had... Oh, man. I've gone with other people. It's it's hard to go with other people in general. If you're both sourcing, and uh-huh. one person's like, oh, let me investigate this box full of stuff, and you don't see anything that's there for you, and you're ready to go, and you got to sit there and wait, that's frustrating. That's, that's next-level stuff. But anyway... If you are at like a community garage sale, you're at the bins, you're in a place where you just got to sift through a lot of things fast, or perhaps there's other pickers there that are going to get ahead of you. They're going to try to, you know, look at the same items you might have. I've come across areas where like they have sold things minutes ahead of me that I was looking Mm -hmm. for. They told me, oh, we just sold that. That happens almost every single time I go out there. And so I try to be very pleasant and very conversational in a very efficient way, but I'm not looking to necessarily like, garner a friendship when they're when it's time sensitive now if it's like you know a day where there's only a few out there and it's not time sensitive then absolutely be be a chatty kathy but when you just got to be aware that like the longer you hang out at a sale the more things are getting picked over at other sales right exactly that's true so you got a little bit of fear of missing out or you've experienced missing out it's not fear it's like actually happened yeah yeah, but you're not going to avoid that. It's, I mean, no, I know where you're no, going. No, but you can, um, you know, limit it, minimize Mitig- it. Mitigate it, sure. Yeah. So what you're saying is when you see that kid on his, uh, what do they call those? The play, um, what are the handheld ones? The Not the PlayStations. Uh, game, game system. Oh, the Switch. Yeah. So when you see the kid with the Switch and it's got Mario, you can see Mario on the back of it. You're just walking right by and you're snatching that thing out of his hands real quick and saying, I want this. No, I have, I have come across that before. Somebody has things in their hands that I want and... Or they're like sifting through, so they got like multiple things in their hands and I'm waiting for them to put mm-hmm. things back. They don't usually put the ones right. down that I want though, so... Exactly. It's cut. Yeah, want. I've been that close, my friend. That close. All right. That was my number one. What's your That's next good. one? Number two. My number two would be something that I didn't realize was so important, but uh, I I have actually experienced uh, missing cells because of this. But it's take good photos of your items. Mm. So, and what I mean by that is, you know, the iPhones are really good cameras. You don't need to invest in a fancy DS DSLR or a mirrorless camera. Right. Just use your iPhone, but make sure that it's well lit, that you don't have some kind of a funky background. Guy, I actually saw this listing one day. This guy was sitting on the couch and he just had the item in his hand. He took a picture of it and you could see his legs underneath the item and it's and he's in and these boxer shorts. Like they were too hairy well, or something. I don't want to see somebody's legs in a picture <laughs> that I'm looking for an item. Come on, it's silly. <laughs> You know, like, uh, okay. <laughs> like you're talking about the, the shadow boxes, the light up boxes are going for about 20, 30 bucks now. So just invest in a, in a nice uh, kind of entry level shadow box that gives you some good led lights and you can light it up. Really? You think, I, you think somebody who's, who's just starting out should invest in that? If you're going to be serious about this, so let's think about it. We're just, we're investing in a scale for 30 bucks. We're investing in a shadow light up box for 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Okay. So now you're 50 bucks into this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that's a good, it's interesting because I haven't invested in that and I haven't needed to. I'm sure that some pictures are better than others. But when I see something that's like presented really well on eBay, like when I'm the buyer, I think like t- sometimes I, I skip past it mm-hmm. because I, I just want to, I want something where I, I know it's, 
you know, not necessarily like a refurbished or even like counterfeit item. It, to me, it looks like it's like almost too professional that I just want to look at something that looks real. I don't, I don't want the legs in the picture. I get what you're saying about that, mm-hmm. but I just look for something where I'm like, okay, that guy bought it mm-hmm. from, I don't know, a retail store that is trustworthy. So I, yeah, that's a good, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I don't know. What does everyone else think out there? Is it, is it better to have the, the, so, the light up box? When you're a buyer, do you like the professional pictures or does it make it look a little bit less authentic to you? That's my question. Or do you like to see guy, people's legs? In I don't want to see the legs. Just, I don't want to see the legs. Just okay, unless they're really muscular no, he, and that they're inspiring. That's about it though. <laughs> inspiring, <laughs> motivating. No, you bring up good points. Like on, on a kitchen table, you know, make sure it's not a dirty kitchen table. Wipe it down, <laughs> right. clean it up, something like right. that. I mean, you don't want you don't want grossness in your pictures, right? You want to be an attractive picture to attract your right. buyers to your pictures. Absolutely. Okay. Right. That part's cool. good. I agree I with, like that, that. with that second part. Um, okay, my number two is be very careful about putting yourself in a position of weakness as a seller. All right. So what that means is like you. Hmm. There's something that you really want to sell, but it's either going to move really slow or you're maybe it won't move at all. And so anytime somebody shows even a little bit of interest, you feel like you've got to kind of cave in on a lot of things, whether it's the price or whether it's the meeting spot, like somebody, you know, contacts you from an hour away. They're like, I can't drive an hour to, you know, to buy that. And then you're like, oh, then I'll, I'll meet you halfway. Well, I don't have a car. Okay. I'll drive all the way there. And then, you know, now you're like investing gas money into it. And then sometimes they don't even, yeah. not even there. And so just putting yourself in a position of weakness is typically something that happens when you make a risky purchase on something where you're not sure. Maybe you, you think it's valuable. Maybe you haven't done full research on it, but you invest a lot of money or a lot of time in something, whether it's, you know, fixing it, cleaning, it, whatever. And now it's just sitting there with you. And so now you've got to deal with all the people that are hassling you, asking you to cave in on mm-hmm. things. To me, that's like the least fun part about this whole thing. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. If you start delivering stuff, gas is expensive yeah. these days, man. You need to you need to mark that thing up if you're gonna Especially in California. That yeah, that's a good that's yeah. a good one. And you know, that kind of went with one of mine. It was um on one of the ones that I had was uh overvaluing items, mm. so knowing the value of an item. Mm-hmm. Similar. So yeah. like when you have something or when you go to source something like a thrift store or Goodwill, you can, you might look at it and be like, Oh, I'm going to make 75 bucks on this thing, you know? And then you get home and it's not worth 20 bucks or it's, you know, comps are only going for 20, 25 bucks and say you paid 20 or 25 bucks and you drove to the Mm -hmm. store, you costed your time and everything. So you could be out of wash with it. So, when you're out there sourcing, make sure that you know the value of the product. That's not not just what the value is, but what it's going to sell for, what are the comps are selling for right. on, on eBay. And full disclosure, you may not, I mean, you can't always know the value of a product, right? So, for example, when I bought that engine lift last summer, I bought it. I only invested 20 bucks in it, but it did take some time to go pick up with my truck, and it's massive in my garage. Mm-hmm. And so that was a risk. And so I didn't know... It, like if it doesn't sell, it, you know, like I, I haven't wasted a lot of money on it, but I am wasting a lot of space and it's not an easy thing to dispose of. I like, what do you do at that point? Yep. You know, like I could bring it to like a scrap metal yard that's like 
45 minutes from my house. So that, that risk paid off, but just kind of, you know, being willing to take those risks and understanding that. So it's not always like a money thing. It could be a space right. issue or, you know, like a cleaning hassle kind of thing. So, um, on the flip side though, like when you're in, when you're in a position of strength, when you know what something's worth, like recently I, I sold a backpack online and I had it listed. I was pretty confident I had it at a good price. And somebody, they didn't lowball me, but they offered me about, I don't know, 20 to 25% less than my list price. And I wasn't accepting mm-hmm. offers on the auction. And so if I was feeling like I was in a position of weakness, I might have been like, I might have caved on that, or I might have even like tried to renegotiate. But I just was like, nope, I feel like I'm in a position of strength. So I just politely declined. And then within a few minutes, ended up selling for, for the full price. So yeah. yeah. It feels better that way, doesn't it? Yeah, that's good. I I had a similar situation on a, a, I had a point and shoot camera that I I've had for 10 years, you know, and going through my stuff, letting Jen list the Mm -hmm. stuff. We put it up for 35 bucks. A guy offered me 25 or 27 Mm -hmm. and I accepted it. And then he turns around and says, Oh no, I don't want it, which was super annoying. So I relisted it and turned around and, you know, within a half a day, somebody paid me yeah. full price for it. Yes. So it was pretty cool. I like that. I know, I like that. Yeah, that's happened for sure. Yep. So, good stuff. yeah, and what's weird too, with that kind of stuff too is it can, it can go to like the other direction too where like you have two of something, the, the exact same thing, and you'll sell one of them immediately and then the other one won't sell like at all and then you got to like lower right. the price on it to get to, you know, to move. That's happened to me recently yeah, actually. that's crazy. Yeah, and 35 was actually high for this point-and-shoot yeah. camera, too. I was surprised that we, we got a ton of watchers right off right. the bat and then got an offer within a nice half man. a day. It's been exciting. Nice. All right. So number three, what you got? Number three. Okay, so going along with the air pillows theme and packing supplies. You love shipping stuff. You love talking shipping stuff. I am, I'm a shipping nerd <laughs> okay. now. I really am. That's, That's so crazy. Funny. Now that, I'm, now that I'm hearing myself process all this stuff, yes, I, I am geeking okay. out on shipping. But it goes along with not only shipping costs, so if you don't have a good place to source boxes and peanuts and packaging right. and stuff like that, you have to you have to pay for tape. Uh, you do have to pay for printing supplies. Like, I mean, you may have recycled paper like some of us do, but uh, some of us may pay for some shipping shipping labels and then... You know, you could get to a point where you start paying for boxes if you don't have a place where you can sort bo- source mm. boxes and you really need to factor in that stuff. Because if you're only making so if you're in the mindset of let's move as much product as we can for, you know, two, five, ten bucks profit. Well, you've got to factor in those other costs because that two bucks is going to mm. get reduced significantly. And we start adding in, you know, your your boxes your packing pillows your labels your ink you're using the gas you're using to take it to the store so and ebay takes their cut off of the top and then you know you've got to pay taxes on the income at the end of the year before you know it like 45 percent of the income is gone you're scaring people now mike this is not we're not using fear tactics here to to dissuade no. people from doing this, but like boxes, though, I feel like boxes is should not be a problem for most people because we're getting so much stuff sent to our house these days. Like that's an easy source of boxes, mm-hmm. right? You just kind of save. Like you tend to know what size boxes you need yeah. and what size boxes you're gonna have, especially yeah. as you get more experience. But can't you just like dig around in your neighbor's recycling bin when you know when the like before the vehicle comes to pick it up? Yeah, 
You can, but I'm telling you, when I first started out and I was researching a lot of stuff, a lot of people on the internet were saying, don't use other labeled boxes. Don't use Amazon Why? boxes. Use clear boxes. I don't know. That's They were just saying that it's bad to it's bad for your brand. And okay. I'll tell you what, I've shipped I've shipped stuff in all different mm. kinds of boxes. It doesn't even matter to me. Yeah. I use yeah, no, I like to recycle. So that's actually not I, I get the concept of the brand, especially if you have a lot of repeat buyers. We're not talking to those folks, I don't think. I think we're talking to people people that are starting to, you know, starting out. I have definitely yeah. had repeat buyers, definitely, but they've not been deterred by recycled boxes or packaging stuff. And right. And I don't have that many of them. I mean, if you're talking about eBay, there's such a wide net you can cast for potential buyers. If you're selling more locally and you're reaching out, I guess locally you're not even using boxes, right? You're just kind of delivering mm -hmm. things or they're picking it up, but I don't know. Yeah. I'd be curious. Okay. If, if you have experience with why you shouldn't do that, if you're trying to build a brand and you're, I don't know, maybe you're a content provider, what's the, what's the thought there? So let us know. What's your opinion? Let us know at Pickers Podcast, That's all right. social media apps. Uh, no, I, I don't care anymore. And that's what I think that we're trying to get across to our listeners is that it doesn't matter if you're selling an old recycling, an old Amazon box or, you know, a bean box or whatever it is. I think there are some legitimate requirements from the postal service. Like I don't think it could be an alcohol box. I don't mm -hmm. think it can. There's a few certain stipulations that you can probably find on the UPS. Yeah, you're right. There's something else too, but yeah, good call. All right, my next one is uh, don't become a desperate buyer. Hmm. What do you mean desperate by that? Buyer, you've been looking for good stuff all day, and you're just not finding anything. And so it's towards the end of the day, and you're like, man, I just, I got to come up with something. Otherwise, it's a complete waste of time. And so you compromise and buy something that's risky that you wouldn't normally buy. And I've done that a few times, and I probably still, I'm probably gonna make that mistake again this year, to be honest. Like this is just a rookie mistake that I keep on making. I just hate wasting my time. I get very frustrated. And so I've started, actually, I've gotten a little bit better with that over the years. I, I feel like last year, if I'm, if I've gone for part of the day and I'm just not finding anything, I'm like, you know what, this is just not going to be my day. And I just stop, but I've made some purchases at the end of the day, just cause I feel like I got to come up with something and then they don't usually sell. No, that's a good, that's a very valid point. You know, I don't even know if I would be able to control myself. I would feel defeated mm -hmm. if I went out all day and didn't come back with anything. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. if you take the time to research all the yard sales that are around town, you go mm -hmm. and do all the yard sales and then you don't find anything. Gosh, that, right. that takes some self-control, man. It's tough. And I don't research the yard sales unless it's like a community sale. Typically I'm just research. Like if it's not a, you know, like the, our community sales are typically like May, June. So once after mm -hmm. June, there's like a loop I drive around in a nearby town. And so I'm not researching, but a, like a lot of times that loop I drive, has a ton of garage sales and I find a lot. And sometimes I find literally nothing. And I don't know, you'd think that, you know, even on bad days I'd find a few things, but it's like, it's like all or nothing. So it's most, are, yeah, it's most, mostly good. But anyway, are you getting up too late? Are you getting up too late and missing the early bird sales? Probably. Is that what's happening? Probably. No. Um, anyway, so don't become a desperate buyer. What's your next one? My last tip, and I think it's the best one, it's the best one for me is, and it's something that I learned, I just stumbled on it by accident, but it's, I didn't niche down to one thing. I shotgunned everything when I went out there and bought stuff. Mm -hmm. I bought electronics, I bought books, I bought postcards, I bought matchbooks, I bought 
I just went out and bought everything because I wanted to see what was gonna what was gonna sell. I wanted to have a big yeah. inventory, what was gonna sell, and that's worked out for me really well. Even though mm-hmm. I didn't know about some of the stuff and I and I did lose some money on some of the things, and that's that could probably be a tip number four point A is <laughs> knowing when to let go of stuff. Like right. I still have those book of life books that we talked about in the last episode. I need to get rid of, but I'm just so positive that they're going to sell. Right. And I just need to make room for them, man. But I don't, I don't just have one set of one thing in my garage. Okay. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, right? If you, if you're good at video games and that's all you do, or if you sell sneakers and you're good at it, go for it. Right. Yeah. I think that's good. I, I think I did, I took a different approach where I was looking for just a few things at first things that were achievable and findable. And then I would try to learn, you know, one thing or two things really well a year. Mm -hmm. Does this, you know, sell? And then as you're learning things, you know, the market changes. So something that you were really well versed in, suddenly that's not valuable anymore. And, or you don't see them as much. Right. And so then, okay, that you take that thing away, but maybe add something else. So I just kind of add to my inventory. There's some things that I would sell. Man, there's one, one year where I found like four or five, I think they're, like this is kind of a controversial item, but they were uh, radar detectors. So like oh, people that mm-hmm. just want to make sure, you know, they don't, they don't get a speeding ticket. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I saw those all over the place and I bought a couple and they, you know, for like 10, 15 bucks and they sold for hundreds of dollars. And I was like, Whoa, like Whoa. I got to buy these all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, th- then I saw like one a year after that. And the ones I saw were not even worth anything. And then I just stopped seeing them all together. So oh. Random. I don't know. How weird. I don't know. So I don't even Jeez. know if they're. Yeah. And then I think at one point they weren't even allowed to be listed on one of the sites I was listing on. And anyway, uh, but yeah. Gotcha. So you kind of add and you take away. That's that's good. Everybody's got their own style. Getting to know stuff. And yeah. I guess it might go with your personality too. What do you think about this? Your personality. If you have a personality where you love learning things, and then so you can. Yeah. Okay. I want to learn about Star Wars or Matchbox. That's your personality, cars. right? It is. It is. It, it deeply is my personality. I love learning new things. Like I'm, I'm sitting yeah. here, the camera is propped up on a, on a stack of records, which I wish that I could sell, but I just can't right. do it. And right. I wish I could become an expert at them, but there's there's just so much to them. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, no, I like learning things too. Depends on how, if it gets mm-hmm. too complicated and it's not something that I like, I'm going to care about in the future, then I can't, I gotta give up a little bit, but, um, I got one more, one more tip. My last one is, I I think we've talked about this one a little bit, but this is trusting the seller when they say something works or that all the parts and pieces are there or worse. If they identify you as a reseller and they actually give you advice on what is going to resell well at their sale, they're like, Oh, Oh. you want something valuable? (laughs) Check out this right here. Like these things are top notch. I'm only selling them for X amount of dollars. I've had that happen a couple of times. Yeah. So never trust the seller, like assume that there might be something wrong with it or Mm -hmm. just be prepared. There could be, I've had, you know, like the nicest people have, have promised me things that have just never come true. There was even one sale that was like for charity and the guy's like, I was in the tech industry. I have all these boxes of these handheld. I don't know. It was like cell phones for the office. I don't even know what they were. And he's like, I'm only selling them for five bucks a piece. They're brand new in the box. We just got an abundance mm-hmm. of them. These will sell for, you know, 40, 50 bucks on eBay, maybe more. Mm-hmm. And I checked and there were some that were listed, but it, there weren't like a lot. So it was unclear if they were selling or not. And so I bought up a bunch of them and like none of them sold. Oh, so. wow. 
Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, just yeah, be very wary of the seller. They don't always mean harm. It's just that they they want to sell something, and some are going to cut corners with they what they tell you, and some just aren't going to mm-hmm. be knowledgeable about the, the you know the situation. Yeah. Gotta always look for the pieces and always open up the battery covers for corrosion. God, mm. I wish I, I wish that I could grasp that one. I just keep on getting corroded stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. But That's a good one too. I mean, it's easy enough to clean up, but it's still annoying. You got to spend time on it. It's right. Stupid. Right. So okay, we we got through about like I was like eight to ten ish. I want to say, all told, do we do we hit everything you wanted to hit on? Yeah, I think we covered the basics and we got into some of the the more expert level le- uh, common mistakes. Don't you yeah. feel like like accounting fees and uh, eBay fees and supply fees? <laughs> and we that's, covered some shipping stuff. That's expert. That's expert <laughs> level right there. I don't know Man, about expert level. We're I leveling mean, hopefully up. It was, hopefully it was one or two of the tips was helpful to, to somebody out there. But um, you know what we're doing, Mike, is What's we're that? bringing back trivia. Oh, you know, I've gotten a few people that really enjoy doing a trivia, but I, okay. I'm horrible at it. So we're going to do a slow rollout where like also I got trivia for today. I have okay. some questions for you. Um, I do want to add some tension to the situation where we got to start tracking, you know, who's winning, who's losing. So yeah. that by the end of the season, we have some sort of a, you know, something on the line, you know, yeah, something like we talked early on, I think season or episode one, episode two, where whoever lost had to do like a, like a cold call at a house asking if they had yeah. particular products and that freaked oh, you out. Right. It did. Yeah. It freaked my wife out too. She came in and told me after she listened to the episode, she said, I am not going to that house with you if you lose trivia. Okay. I, and I guess, I don't know why this is so scary because you're very personable. And so I just feel like if somebody's already out in the street, you got a flyer, uh, like how it's such low risk, man. So low risk. Uh, yeah. Go knocking on a stranger's door. No, I just yeah, said they're already on the street. Risk. Maybe they're mowing their lawn. Maybe they're just like playing catch the kid. Whatever. Just be like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Scrap a conversation. Okay. Hey, yeah. I'm actually like a, a picker and I got, if, if you have some things laying around that are on this list and you hand them a flyer, boom. Like how hard is that? <laughs> for me, it's very difficult. How, okay. Is it harder for you to do that or harder for you to come with me and watch me do it while you're standing there? Oh, I think I could go there and watch you do it while you're staying there. Because okay. that's a good point because I was uncomfortable. We we did something else together for backpacking. There's a point where I was uncomfortable asking people for a certain thing. And you, I watched you do it a few times and it be, made me be, be more comfortable. Mm. So that's what we need to do. I need to watch you be awkward first. I'm and not then awkward. Help me be awkward. No, you just smile <laughs> and you're very warm and friendly. And then, yeah. It's still awkward, no matter what you. I think you do your it. lack of not confidence the- in talking to strangers, you're confusing that for awkwardness. That's not the same thing. Okay, it's it's an awkward feeling inside. It's not saying that you're being awkward or that you just I would said be I was awkward. Being awkward, you literally no. Just said that. <laughs> it's an awkward situation. Okay, I don't think so. But you know what? Okay, uh, we'll work on that. So we'll, we'll circle back to what that's going to be. But I got uh, three garage sale trivia questions for you. You ready? All right. Garage sale trivia questions. What do you got? Are they softballs or are they hardballs? Uh, I I think my questions are always achievable, but you can you can judge afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard your questions before. They're not uh, they're not always achievable. Uh, okay. What what year was Smokey Bear born? <laughs> That's not one of my. I would never ask that. How would you know the answer to that? That's not achievable. 
Okay. Exactly. Number, that's what I'm talking about. That's okay. Number one, you roll up on a garage sale, and at first glance, you see a lot of pink stuff. What right. types of items did you expect to find at the sale? Uh, probably a lot of clothes, or it, it, you could find a lot of uh, Funko Pops or something like that, too. It could be a lot of toys. Okay. You never know. Mm-hmm. Toys. Okay. Uh, all right. Yep. Or. Or girl stuff. Girl stuff. Girl, girl stuff. stuff. That's what it is. Girl stuff. It's usually yeah. young girl stuff. It's usually just, you know, like like you're saying toys, but young girl toys. You might find other stuff too, yeah. but that's typically what you're going to see there. That's good. And maybe yeah. baby stuff too. I'm not stereotyping. If you like pink stuff, go for it. It's all your own. Are you saying like if dudes like pink stuff? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, no, I, a guy I'm, can look pink no, stuff, right? No, I'm not, a, I'm not a pink stuff guy. That, if you're a dude that likes okay. pink stuff, uh, yeah, not, we're not on the same page. Okay, number two, somebody is giving away an old, dirty, little tykes plastic play structure for free. Okay? You've got room for it, and it won't take too long to load. What's the right move here? If it's just dirty and not broken, I'm picking that sucker up. Okay. I can put a little elbow grease in it, squirt it off with a pressure washer or something like that. Correct. That's going to make you some money for sure. If it's not broken, yeah, it's a key. Well, Even if it's like like a the, little bit wonky, I would still pick it up for sure. Especially like vintage stuff. Those vintage toys go for a ton of money. It's crazy. Wait, toys? What, what are you thinking what I'm talking about? The that You're talking about a playset? A little tykes playset? That's a toy. Yeah. Yeah, that would be considered a toy category. Play structure is a toy? Like like a swing set's a toy? Yeah. Okay. Right. Sure. I think we're categorizing things differently. What? I just want to make sure you know what I was talking about. All right. What would you what would you categorize it as a household Outside item? Outside furniture. <laughs> oh, okay. Deck furniture. Patio uh, furniture. Kid furniture. Gotcha. All right. Check. Uh, just like play equipment. I don't know. Sporting equipment. I don't know. Toys. Another word for it is toys. <laughs> Whatever. Number three, you go to an old person sale where things are massively overpriced. And just to clarify, old person sale is you know, oh. retired person who has all the time in the world and you're seeing some really old things, typically dishes are there, mm-hmm. like the notorious dishes, yeah. all right? So they're yeah. massive uh-huh. price. You can do th- one of three options. You can A, leave immediately. B, try to wear them down with kindness and negotiation. <laughs> all right, assuming you see something you like. C, play hardball by showing them comps online if you find something you like. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You're like, are you sure you want to charge $80? It's going brand new for $60. I'll give you $30. (laughs) Yeah, nice. So I'd probably go with B because okay. like, like you talked about, I like, to be a, I like to be a talker. So I'd probably go in there and talk to them and probably try to get yeah. them down a little bit for sure. Okay. So you violated my first rookie mistake, which is becoming a chatty Kathy when you're sourcing. And that person is not going to be worn down. I would say like nine out of 10 times they're not going to be worn down. Mm. And it's just a waste of time other than any relationship you forged there. So uh, best answer is A, leave immediately. Leave immediately yeah. and go to the next one. But then you don't yeah. get to meet a new person. I mean, don't you want to meet new people? Yeah, you do. Put them in At your the next life? one. The next one. At the next one. Okay. Cool. I don't, okay, and maybe I'm I'm like biased against people that heavily overprice their items. Yeah. Like I view garage sales specifically as, you know, people are trying to yeah. get rid of things. They yeah, might make a too. few bucks, mm-hmm. but if you're trying to like make money, you should be selling on you know Facebook, eBay, all the different mm-hmm. places. If you're trying, if you're having a garage sale, somebody like let's get this stuff out of the house and let's make a few bucks, yeah. right? Yeah, you know that's interesting that you say that because we had a a, a a 
a multifamily yard sale not too long ago. And so we're getting stuff together and mm-hmm. we're going through stuff. And Jen was like, do you want to take this? And I, and I'm like, no, I want to sell that on eBay because I know I'm going to get more money on eBay than I would at the garage sale. And yeah, you know, I mean, you could ask eBay prices at garage sales, but that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I, I can, I could admit defeat on that last question. I should have chose okay. A. It's just move on. Yeah. So you got two out of three, which is still passing. You just got to get two out of three passed. So, so yeah. well done. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah. So no Thank issues you. there. Those weren't hard. I, I wonder why I was so scared of those. Jeez. I think, well, I think it's the same issue as being scared of talking to strangers where you're going to do some cold calls. Same core issue in your heart. Why is a cold call to me more scary than going to an estate cell and, and striking up a conversation with an old person to try to get yeah. them down on their overpriced items? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, there's already like the ice is already broken because you know that it's appropriate to go up to the, them and talk yeah. to them, right? Because sure. although that being said, okay, I got to say this. That being said, like theoretically, the ice is broken because you can literally just go up and talk to whoever the seller is. You can ask them prices. You can start, mm-hmm. start a conversation with them. But I go to a ton of these sales where the seller is has like a neighbor over or a friend and they're just chatting and I feel like I'm interrupting them and they don't yeah. want to talk to me and it's kind of frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that on your face before in a oh couple that we went like, to. Do you mind if I, like, sorry, I'm just trying to buy something at the sale that you have here. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. The worst one is I can't figure out who is who was running the yard sale. So I don't know who to talk to about prices. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's an issue too, for sure. So, hey, we'll do we'll do a pet peeves episode and um, see if we can Ooh, come up with solutions for these things. That'd be a good one. You know, uh, yeah, to do a little kind of follow up, I teased on a couple of things. You know, Jen has uh, agreed to start start selling, so she's got her first couple of sells, and then we're gonna start for you that for you for those of you that don't know, I've been building out a van that we like to travel in, so I'm, we're gonna start traveling more and. Hopefully going to some different areas so we can source more material and bring it back with us. And it's it's really exciting oh, to man. be working with her. It's pretty cool to see her so excited and enthusiastic. You can't, yeah, you can't keep on talking about her and not have her on the show. So we'll have to get her on the show if she's comfortable <laughs> nice. here soon enough. So Maybe. We'll get yeah. you in there. So I, okay. I'm a little afraid that she's going to do a lot better than me. She's got some pretty quality listings up already. It's pretty neat. She's got some... You should, like, that's your... That's your wife. You shouldn't be afraid to be excited if she does better than you. It's a little competition. (laughs) I I want out to lie. No, it's funny for your family, man. That's awesome. No, yeah, you make more. How about you? What's going on with you? That's it, man. That's all I got. I shared my my grocery store story, and uh, I think it's a wrap for me. So, fellow pickers, it's time to find your own treasures one story at a time. And remember, it's not reselling if you're taking bad pictures. 